Well, hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Minnesota State uh, Family and Parent Podcast regarding uh, summer orientation here as we get ready for fall 2020. Again, I'm your host, David Jones, Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management here at Minnesota State University, Mankato, and we're thrilled that you'll join us. Today's episode, I think, is going to be particularly helpful for many of you because I, I know when people make the decision to attend a college or university, finances are a big part of that decision making. And, and we're joined with two of our campus experts in this area here today, and I'll let them introduce themselves here formally. But first, we have Jan Marble. Jan, why don't you share a little bit about your title and what you do? Sure. Thanks, David. Um, I'm Jan Marble, and I'm the Director of Student Financial Services here at the university. Um, and um, the folks that uh, I work with support the financial aid uh, operations and then also the student accounts and our um, campus hub and map card operations here. So um, we have a, a lot of great people working on behalf of our, our students here within our, our area. Been with the university for um, about 30 years now. And I just love it um, because uh, there's just so much positive energy around campus always. So it, it just doesn't even seem possible it's been that long. Everything is uh, fresh and new, uh, it seems like. And uh, well, right now we don't have uh, all of our students on campus and I do miss that energy. Um, uh, that is one of the things I really love about working here uh, at Minnesota State Mankato. Yeah, as, as somebody who continues to come to campus as well, Jan, it's, um, I was joking with somebody about how every noise we hear right now seems amplified because there's no other noise. And it's, right. just, it's a little eerie being on a campus that it's meant to be full with thousands of people. Exactly. So look forward to that again this fall. Our other expert here today is Tyler Hugh. Tyler, share a little bit about yourself and what you do here. All right. Thank you, David. So my name is Tyler Hugh, and I'm the director of financial aid. So our office, what we do is we help students uh, find funding and um, help them as much as possible in terms of uh, making sure that they have enough money to attend college. And so our office will do what we can to help students. I think one of the things that I love about this campus is because we put students first. We want to have the students' best interests. And uh, the campus community has pretty much been together on this. And so it's really great to work in an environment where we're committed to serving students as much as possible. I've been with the university for just a little bit over three years now. So uh, the time has gone fast and it shows that it's because I'm having a great time here and I love working here. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure that for all of us, thank you for the work that you guys are doing and, and for joining us here today to talk more about some of the, the common questions students and families may have. You know, one of the things, I want to start with one here. I, I know I've got a high school junior, going to be a senior here, I think at the end of the, today, matter of fact, just the high school uh, um, session wraps up. And, and one of the things that he was raising as he's viewing various websites is this whole idea of um, there's the price of college, but there's then also kind of this, this moniker related to cost of attendance. And so that's kind of a, a tool I think you can use as you're making decisions and understanding what it means to go to a university. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about what cost of attendance is, Tyler? Sure. I'll be more than happy to talk about the cost of attendance. This is probably one of these questions that is often um, confusing. And so I want to try to break it down and offer some simplicity to, to it as much as possible. So the cost of attendance is basically an estimated cost that the university comes up with. Now, this is an estimate uh, based on one year. So it's an academic year and it's for the fall and the spring semesters. And within this, it covers a variety of different expenditures. So the cost of attendance is a total cost and it covers the tuition, fees, 
room board, so that's housing and meals, personal transportation, and then miscellaneous expenses. And one of the things that students need to kind of think about is, is that the cost of attendance is an average of averages. So for each student, it's going to vary from one student to another. Uh, for example, if a student is living in the residence hall versus if they were living off campus or living with their parents, the cost is going to be different simply because of the fact is that when you're living off campus in an apartment, you may be sharing that with a couple of roommates. So therefore, you're splitting the rent and it's, it may be a little bit cheaper versus if you were living with your parents and therefore you're not paying any rent at all and you're not paying food, now it's even going to be a lot more cheaper because of that. So it's not going to be an exact cost for each student, but for the most part, it's going to be close to what a student's going to pay for for the academic year. Now, one of the things that we always try to tell students is that it's important for them to really think about their expenditures and really make sure that they are living within their means. So as a college student, a lot of times is that they can't live in the most expensive place uh, simply because there's not enough money or they don't want to spend that much. So it's important for them to think about their priorities and what they should be spending on because we want to make sure that they have enough money to cover for those expenses. But at the same time, is that in a situation where um, it's also conducive for their learning environment and for them to be successful going to school. That's wonderful. That's super helpful in uh, getting a sense of what's all included within that. It's very, very important. Now, the natural next question is, I'm going to go to Minnesota State. How do I pay for it? And, and Jan, can you give us some insight on how I pay for college? Sure, sure. Um, and that's one of those things that, you know, for families that can feel really daunting, especially when they see this cost of attendance figure and wonder, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. Um, so it just, it's, it's helpful for families to remember that, you know, that cost is going to be spread out over the course of time. Um, and so there are a variety of possible ways um, to think about how you can pay for it. So you may not immediately be thinking about, oh, okay, I think we can, I think we can manage this. Um, you know, so perhaps um, if, you know, you've been fortunate enough, you or your student have been fortunate enough to be able to save up a little bit. Um, and that can help with some of the out-of-pocket expenses, um, you know, such as course materials and, and things like that. And so, so there may be that piece of the resource. And then tuition and fees and, you know, room and board, if, if your student's living on campus, just keep in mind, you don't need the whole year's worth, uh, you know, right up front. Those are things that are billed by the semester. So there will be an amount each semester, but then there's also the ability to kind of spread that out a little bit. Um, maybe um, you've got some room in your family budget to, um, to make some month, you know, monthly payments. And we do have some payment plan options available for, for families and students there too. Um, and of course there's financial aid. You know, a lot of our students do. Um, that, that starts with that free application for federal student aid or the FAFSA. Um, and we really do encourage a lot of our, um, you know, all of our students to, to go ahead and apply um, just because you never know uh, what resources um, might be available to you. Um, and then of course, those federal student loans that most of our students, if they get into borrowing, um, those are gonna have some attractive features. And, and the way you get access to those is through that FAFSA process. So, you know, of course, um, you know, that's one place. And then don't forget scholarships. Um, you know, I know a lot of, um, High school juniors and seniors, they're very much encouraged um, to, to look at scholarships. Um, some students are very fortunate, um, you know, that they receive from maybe some civic organizations, um, some different kinds of, of private scholarships. And, 
and really that's the best kind of, of funding resources that's possible because that's free money. You don't have to pay it back. Um, so we really encourage students if they have access um, to that um, to really look into scholarships. Now the cautionary note with that is there's a lot of scholarship sites that are out there for students. Um, and so we want you to be safe and be smart with any of those online um, products as well, because um, you know, just think about if you, if a place asks you to pay for um, applying for a scholarship, that's a red flag for you. Um, you really shouldn't ever have to pay to get, to get the free money. Um, so so be, just be careful with that. Um, and then of course, when students um, become um, our students here, we have a scholarship finder site um, that various donors have been um, made some funds available through our academic departments and such. Um, so, you know, that's a good place for students to be looking for scholarships. So, um, so there's a variety of, um, of possible options for families. So kind of want to put them at ease a little bit uh, uh, that, uh, that there might be some good solutions um, in there for them to be able to find the resources. Yeah, it sounds like there's some incredible um, methods to kind of look at how you might pay it. And thanks for, for raising all of those things. As you were talking there, you mentioned FAFSA. You know, this is a, this kind of a this term that you don't really get to know until your later part of your high school career and suddenly it's part important all throughout your college career. So how does one go about applying for, for, um, for financial aid? Tyler, can you tell us more about that? So applying for financial aid is, uh, you know, I would say is that it, it's very daunting at first, but uh, certainly as you go through it, it becomes a lot easier. So it's not as, as hard as it it's made out to be. I think that's really one of the big misconceptions out there. So the process is, is uh, relatively easy and it, it's also free. A lot of times is that there's always a perception that you may have to pay in order to get receive funding. And this is not the case when you're applying for federal financial aid. So uh, Jan mentioned about the free application for federal student aid, which is we, sh we call it short FAFSA. But students can apply uh, by, by going to to the website and the website is studentaid.gov, so .gov. And students will go on there, and there'll be some information that they need to fill out, some uh, bio and demo information, as well as some tax information that they'll be asking. So it's important that they have a little bit in mind of what we'll be asking. Now, this is a process, the applying for financial aid, it's a process that must be done every year. So when you're applying for financial aid, it's only good for that particular year. And then afterwards, you have to go through it again. And the reason being is, is that a student in the family, their situation changes from year to year. So uh, the government wants to make sure that it's being accurate and reflective as much as possible. So therefore, you have to do it every year. So it's important to remember that, that it's not one time for all four years, but it is once every year. Now, the other thing I had mentioned earlier is that the FAFSA requires uh, the bio and demo information, but it also requires the tax information. So it's important that students and families, as they're filling out the FAFSA, they have their tax returns ready. Now, one of the things that they've done in recent years is they switched it. So now instead of having the most current tax return, it's the one from the prior year. So um, for example, for this upcoming year, which is the 2021 academic year, what you will need is your 2018 tax return. So for the most part, the majority of students and families have already completed their FAFSA. So now it's just a matter of finding it in the records and where they kept it. So it's not something that they have to wait to complete it before they can start the FAFSA. So it's important to make sure they have that. It's gonna make the process a little bit easier. And then the other thing that I would mention is, is that the FAFSA opens every year on October 1st. 
So every year that's the first time the students and families can actually go and apply. So it's important to start and plan uh, to do that right away. And the reason is, is that you wanna make sure that by applying early that you will be considered for all funding. So a lot of times schools will start processing. If you're on the latter end of it, you, funding might run out. So therefore you wanna make sure that you're the first ones in um, and get that done because again, uh, it's, it's so important in terms of the amount of money that you can receive. So you wanna do that as soon as possible. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Tyler, I was thrilled, you know, when the federal government made that decision to go back and use an earlier tax return. And that's really made it much easier for students and families to, to apply because they've got that information readily available. In this pandemic situation we're in right now, you know, I, I was reading yesterday, I think, on CNN's website, we're talking tens of millions of people that have filed for unemployment whose financial situation has definitely changed. You know, what advice would you have for a student or a family who's, who suddenly finds themselves either before they're doing the FAFSA or even after they've, they've filed a FAFSA that's having a changing situation? Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, the, the FAFSA asks for information, at least for the financial information from the prior year. And so a lot of times is that that's not currently reflecting what's going on. So in the instance where maybe a family is going through some reduction in some income, maybe a job loss or um, perhaps they're going through maybe a divorce separation. Uh, they might have some medical expenses that they're paying. And that's not going to be reflective on the FAFSA because it is an older information. And so in those cases, what, what needs to happen is the students need to let us know. Because the FAFSA information is just clearly just you put the information and it just gets delivered. We as an institution don't even know what's going on in the student's situation. So it's important for the students and families to let us know what's going on. And at that point, uh, what we can do is we can evaluate. So we have a process in place. Um, it's called the Special Circumstances Appeal. And this is where the students is letting us know that the situation that is on the FAFSA that they put in is not reflective anymore. And so what happens is that at that point, there are certain pieces of information that we require them to provide for us. So letting us know what's going on and then any supporting documents that comes with that. At that point, what we'll do is our office review all that information if we need follow-ups, because sometimes there's additional information that we need so that we can make a decision, we'll send those communications out to the student and the, and the family and say, can you provide more information as we need it to process the APO? Um, once that is done, what we'll do is we will then make a final decision and then we'll send that uh, decision out to the students. So for the most part, our communications are gonna be through email and it's gonna be sent directly to the students. So it's important that the students check in their email so that if we need anything or decision, they'll have that. In addition, I think it's important um, for students to also take a look at that. So therefore they can have any questions regarding that they can contact us. I think it's important for this communication and, and for students and families so that they're aware of it. We wanna be there to help answer those questions as much as possible. So that's the part where um, having that communication with us, being in touch with us uh, can make the process go a lot smoother. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds great. And, and I like that, that we can be responsive to the changing needs of families as they have. And so it's important for them to reach out and let us know, to your point. You know, Jan, you've got a wealth of experience here, as you shared earlier and such. And, and you've worked with lots of families, probably thousands of families now in your, during your tens of thousands, maybe. Um, during your time here. Um, what, what additional financial aid resources have you identified or you're aware of that would be helpful to a family? Well, you know, one of the things, um, you know, especially in this online uh, world now that we're getting a little more emphasis on, um, of course, 
you know, we like to be on campus, be here in person and, and you know, for students to just drop by. Um, for families that may not be as familiar with, with our particular school, we have set up um, the Campus Hub and it's in our Centennial Student Union um, when we're ba all back on campus. And we have our financial services specialists um, located there. And so, so they're the, the folks that um, you communicate with. So Campus Hub and Student Financial Services, uh, they're, part of a, um, they're part of our group. And so they're able to take a look at students' um, records, their situation, give good guidance and, and that type of thing. Um, and so, you know, we're always encouraging uh, students and families uh, to, to get uh, contact us through them. Um, and we also um, will be able to set up financial aid advising appointments through, through the staff there. We also, again, have um, try, try our best to have the most uh, up-to-date and comprehensive information available on our website. And so that is, um, the, the direct link would be link.mnsu.edu slash campus hub, all one word. And that will take you to our homepage and you can see lots of different, um, you know, areas uh, that hopefully that will answer a lot of questions for you. You can find information. We, we post a lot of uh, different, um, different formats of, of how to present our information there. Um, one of the things just to highlight on, on that page is uh, for the students is our financial aid portal. And so that's something that as, um, you know, as Tyler has said, we'll receive the students FAFSA information. And then sometimes there's follow-up, we need to communicate back with the student. And that's another place a student can sign in um, and take a look and just see, you know, what's the status of my financial aid application? Is there anything that, that the university is asking me for before I can, you know, figure out what my financial aid award is? Um, a lot of different things on that portal. So um, that's a great site um, and a resource for students um, to be looking at there too. So, um, and then also if you scroll down a little bit further on our, on our homepage, um, we have some financial literacy um, tools there. And one in particular is, um, it's a Get Answers 24 seven. It's a video library that we have. And there are a lot of different, um, just really brief videos about different financial aid topics, even some money management ones. But if you have a question about a particular, um, you know, topic like what is this Pell Grant, and you know, what it, what is it, what's the difference between a subsidized and unsubsidized loan? Those kinds of things. There's some really great um, short videos uh, for people to watch that um, can maybe get you a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more informed and and uh, feeling a little more confident about understanding some of these financial aid um, terms that, that we use there. Um, and then of course, again, going back to the Campus Hub, you know, they're, they're not there in person on campus right now, um, but definitely all, you know, all queued up and ready to help um, over the phone, um, by email and, and through our one-stop site. So um, we, we definitely want students and families to reach out um, if there's anything that we can do to help uh, help get them through this process. So, um, and then I know there's some, you know, outside of our own university, there's there's some other um, sites that just in general that are available to the public and, and maybe Tyler can speak more to those. 
Sure, Jen. You know, one, one of the um, sites that is very important and it's got a lot of information is the Federal Student Aid website. So uh, that web address is studentaid.gov. And this is probably uh, the place that you want to go to right away. Uh, the reason being is that they've got a lot of information, anything and everything related to financial aid. So they talk about planning in terms of when you're starting out and you're thinking about going to college, what information, what you should be thinking about. And then they walk you through the process while you're in school as well as what to do afterwards. So um, this is also a website where you can fill out the FAFSA. So I had mentioned earlier that the free application for federal student aid, the FAFSA can be filled. You can go to this website and that's where you can also fill it out. And one of the a couple of important things is that as you're going through this process, trying to find information, this has everything. And so I want to highlight that, you know, as you're looking at financial aid, a lot of times they talk about the different grants and different loans that is out there. This is a page where you want to go and you can read about that. They also have information as part of the process. If you decide to accept um, student loans as part of uh, your funding, um, they, they walk you through a process called entrance loan counseling. And in this process, they make sure that students understand what they're getting themselves into by taking a loan. They also talk about budgeting, uh, what students need to do, what uh, their budget should be to ensure that they have enough funding. So it's important that they have these pieces to go through it. They've got good information, different exercises. They also have another tool for students that have finished school now, and it's called exit counseling. And this is, again, in regards to students that might have, <clears throat> excuse me, have taken out student loans about what will happen in terms of their repayment, uh, what the repayments would be projected, who are their um, lenders that and services that they will be working with when they're repaying those loans. So those are all good, helpful information that is on the student aid.gov website. Uh, for parents, they talk about uh, different funding sources that parents can also take out for their students. Um, and so this is probably the single most uh, important place that you want to go and start out with that. If you have any questions after reading that, our office is certainly here to help answer those questions for you to make sure that we can provide those resources and simplify that. So um, students and families can reach out to our office by coming in in person, emailing us, or else um, setting an appointment, and we'll be more happy to uh, help them through this process. Another good website is the Minnesota Office of Higher Education. So uh, the website for that is ohe.state.mn.us. And so this is um, this place where all of the state funding for Minnesota residents, um, they can go and see what funding is available. Um, the different sources, just as an example, would be is the Minnesota State Grant. There's also child care a grant for students um, that may have some dependents that um, they need to help pay for cost for child care. Um, there's also military and Minnesota GI Bill. So it's a, also a very important place for students and families to go and visit to see what sources are available from the state. They talk about eligibility. Uh, again, this is a, a, a planning tool. So I want to make sure that um, when you're planning for college, you can take a look at the different resources from the federal to the state, as well as our office. Um, certainly there's different scholarships that is available through the university. We also have that information at our website that Jen had mentioned earlier. So it's important to gather as much as information as possible and then plan um, for that. And again, as long as there's, uh, you have questions, we are here to help. Well, that's great. You know, I, I can't thank, begin to thank both of you enough. Uh, you have a wealth of knowledge in this area that's super helpful to our families. and our students as they're trying to navigate, you know, from cost of attendance to FAFSA to trying to figure out how best to pay for, for education. And 
Um, I imagine we've actually just scratched the surface of, of everything that you could probably share with us. But as we were wrapping up here today, are there some additional pieces of advice you might give a family or a student? Well, I, I would say is that you know, throughout this conversation that we had, um, we provided a lot of information um, and certainly um, some helpful tips, but I want to reiterate a couple of different things just to, to make sure that nothing's forgotten. Um, I want to mention that the financial aid process can be complex, it can be very hard, um, but just also remember that the financial aid office at uh, Minnesota State University Mankato, we're here to help students and families as much as possible. So, you know, our friendly and knowledgeable staff is going to be here to assist students and families every step of the way. So we, will, we are here to partner with you, to work with them, and to make sure that they can be successful, especially uh, during this process of applying for financial aid. Another piece I want to kind of mention is that this will be sort of a transition for many families. Um, and so one of the things that happens is that once a student um, becomes a a student at the university, all the information that we are going to be having for the student will now only be shared with the students. So uh, if a parent or maybe anybody, a grandparent is wanting to help a student, it's really hard for us now to um, share that information with the student. So it's, it's important for families to realize that. And so one of the things that we always recommend is that for parents and students to have that communication with each other, so therefore they know what's going on. Um, this is really different from what they're accustomed to because we're talking to the student versus say the parents, which um, in the past hasn't always been the, the situation. So to make the transition a little bit easier, one of the things we've kind of uh, would recommend is that for students to fill out what is called a FERPA release. So this is where it, uh, the student allows the university to provide information to whoever it is that they want us to talk to them about to release the information to. Well, it could be parents, it could be grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone that they want us to release the information. This will make it a little bit easier. So sometimes I know that students aren't able to reach out to us because they're busy and so their parents want to help or they, the parents want to advocate. And so by having this release, when the parents call in, we can then take a look to see if they're on the release form. If they are, we can provide some of the financial information regarding student and that way we can speed up the process. Um, the other part will be is, is again, it's, it's important to have that communication for students to have the communication with their parents because of the fact is that there's so many things that's going on and we want everyone to be part of the process and we want this to work. And so the only way to do that would be is to talk to each other and then reach out to us if there's any questions so we can clarify that as much as possible. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, thanks for mentioning FERPA. That's, that's definitely an important resource that, that families can use to, like you said, to be a little more efficient in following up and, and trying to, to help their student get the information. Jan, what advice would you have for folks? Well, I guess, you know, just to you know, reiterate what Tyler had said about just remember, you know, if you're new to this FAFSA process, just remember um, it is something that is done for each school year. So um, if you've got it taken care of for this year, uh, upcoming year, great. If you haven't, I'd really encourage you to, to, you know, get going on that as soon as you can, because we certainly want to deliver um, funds to, to your student um, just as quickly as we can. You know, it, it's, it's great if students can um, get all their financial aid um, taken care of before, you know, right at the beginning of the semester and then um, not have that as part of, you know, any of their concerns. There's plenty of other um, adjustments with academics and, and, you know, and there's new social situations that they're going through. So 
Um, we'd love to have your finances all taken care of. So that's not, you know, it's one less thing to have to think about um, when you get started. So, um, and just remember that it is something every year. So like Tyler said, October 1st, then next year's um, will we'll be um, coming. So hopefully by the time um, that, you know, you, your student is halfway through fall semester, guess what? It's time to start really thinking ahead about um, their, their next, their second year here. Um, so, so that's something just to be, be thinking about that that's an annual process. And then also just that importance about, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we do communicate a lot by email to, to your students. Um, and so remind them, I think they'll hear this from all, all of the departments around campus. Um, make sure that they're checking their MAV mail um, and, and, you know, taking care of things. And, and by all means, if there's, you know, anything of a financial nature and they're not sure what to do with it, you know, it's perfectly fine for them to forward it um, to you as, as their parents. And, you know, you can try to help them sort things out um, and then check that financial aid portal uh, that we have. Uh, hopefully that's, that's some um, help as well. And, you know, we just, we're here to partner um, with you um, to be sure that your student is financially successful um, as well as academically successful here at the university. Absolutely. It's knowing that we have two great resources and I know <clears throat> you're just the tip of the spear, if you will. You've got a, a host of staff and, and team members who are, are ready where they're working at the hub or in financial aid and other financial services to help um, families and students navigate, you know, uh, these important decisions and how to manage them. So, um, I, I know one other thing that, that as I talk with every person on this episode, the reminder is encourage your student to check their email. It's always important. Please do that. It helps. It, it is the main way we communicate with all of our students. So um, it's kind of a good final reminder, I think, for everybody that that's, that's how we do business here. Jan and Tyler, thank you both so much for spending some time with us today. And, and um, um, if, a, if a family or student had a follow-up question, the best way to get a hold of you is how? Um, uh, would, oops. <laughs> go ahead. I was I was gonna say go. Uh, you know the campus hub. That's kind of the mantra: is, is start there, um, and you know they'll they'll help you out. Um, and if you know, don't worry if it's not quite the the question that they can answer. Uh, they'll be committed to helping you find uh, find the folks who have the answer for you. Um, I know David that you also uh, promote very. Uh, very much uh, the new student family programs office. Um, they're they're an absolute excellent resource for anything. But it sounds like it's about money. Um, the campus hub um, is a great place to get, to get started. Excellent, excellent. Well, again, uh, thank you both, and um, uh, to our listeners, thanks for spending some time with us, and uh, watch for our next episode out soon. Thanks, everybody. Matters. Matters.